Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 97 of my daily audio logcast. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited, raw flow of thoughts and feelings that often takes us to very insightful places. Other times, unfortunately, the rambling takes us nowhere, although there's always some nuggets along the way. Ultimately, though, this is the risk of embracing the unknown with me here today. So what's on my mind is sacred food. Food as a instrument, food as a tool to not only be present and experience the wonder of food, where the food comes from, what was invested into making that food possible, the people, the resources, the this nature how nature spontaneously happens how trees grow how fruits grow how vegetables grow how a cauliflower takes six months to grow and how can we use food as a sacred tool to live in this uh, some people call it frequency some people call it state of being some people call it perception of life how, how can we how can we not only when we're eating through food but how can we in general tap into this sense of wonder this sense of like wow like wow because it seems to be that the more and more abundant life has become on on this earth in our civilized world the more and more we have the more and more we experience the more and more we own the more and more we want, the less everything becomes. It's like we become saturated and we become numb. And it's like we're just bombarded. We bombard ourselves and we're bombarded constantly. The five senses of the body are just overwhelmed. You can't handle it, can't process it. And it, end up just, it ends up just shutting off and we become numb, right? And then we become bored and we don't appreciate life for what it is. And we're constantly looking for something that's going to excite us or take us to that next thing, to that next level, to the next, you know, make us healthier, make us feel better, make us feel um, more approved, more validated, you know, when actually we can just stop, breathe, look around us and see the wonder, see the beauty. Obviously, there needs to... There's probably a process because I can't, I'm, I'm not saying I can do this all the time. Sometimes it just happens on its, on its own. Sometimes I just consciously, I'm going to stop and just try and appreciate or tap into what's happening around me. You know, I just think of what's going on inside my body. Just, just the idea of all of the organs working simultaneously for me to be standing here and breathing and all the vocal cords so I can talk to you in this present moment. Isn't that mind-blowing? Isn't that amazing? Well, when we sit down or when I go shopping and I buy the food and I touch it and I feel it and I smell it, and I'm like, nah, this done. no disrespect, Orange, but I'm not really feeling you today. You look a bit, you know, you don't look very orange. Like, your colour, it's not intense. I'm not feeling you, so I'm going to put you down. You know, and I... And then I kind of imagine, or I could imagine, if it's not looking like an orange or feeling or smelling like an orange, then why is that? 
And is it the mass production of these oranges and the fact that they're picked too early? They're picked too green, so they're not fully developed. You know, fruit falls off the tree when it's ready. We pick it before it falls, so we have time to sell it. But then it never reaches its stage of maturity. It never sweetens. It never becomes an orange. You know, it's like, um, it, would, it would be like taking babies, pulling the baby out of a mother before it's ready. Doesn't make any sense, right? But we do it. We do it with fruits and vegetables all the time. You know, we take animals, we take cows, and we fatten them up to make more profit, make more money, make more meat, because we want to consume more. You know, we're not we're not satisfied with having a little bit of fish, wild caught fish, now and again, small quantity, small quantity of high quality is enough because it's intense. You don't need a lot when things are of high quality, of high intensity. You find that um, also if you sit down and really savor the food, experience the food, the, the experience becomes a lot more intense. Even if it's a shit orange, the shit orange experience becomes still more intense if you are there with the orange. If you are in the moment, you are just feeling the orange as you have it in your mouth, the flavor, the juice, the smell. You feel it going down your throat. I mean, now we'll be talking more of like a meditation, you know. But this must have been how it was, you know. When we didn't have any distractions, mental distractions. We were just there in nature with our tribe, eating our food. That's all there was. You know, we would we would also eat it with our hands. So we would feel the food as we pick it up. We maybe cut it with our hands. We pull it apart. We give it to others. We share but we, we touch the food, we, we t put it in our mouth. There's just a lot more presence and awareness in that scenario that I imagine in my head right now. But nowadays we sit with food and we're talking, we're watching the TV, we're thinking about tomorrow, reflecting on yesterday, thinking about the dessert, you know, everything but actually eating. And is that happening with everything? Are we constantly looking or thinking about the next thing, arriving at the next place? You know, when you're on the train and there's people there, there's there's a stranger sitting next to you, right? You don't know who that stranger is. I found so many times I've been on a plane and you start the conversation, which is not always easy to start, right? And sometimes you're just like, ah, whatever. And you just and go into your head and start thinking about when you arrive at your destination, Bali, what you're going to do in the house and this and that, rather than, hang on a minute, I've got a human being next to me right now. Wouldn't it be amazing just to, you know, know a bit about them, have a conversation, <laughs> maybe get inspiration, inspire them, you know, exchange, you know how much inspiration and you can, you can derive from one conversation, just, we're not, we're not where we are, you know, we're always anxious, looking for the next, and then we never get to the next, because when we're at the next, we're thinking about the next, so sacred food, which is on my mind because I'm planning events with Corinna. We want to do some daily workshops um, February, March here in Gozo. And we want to do a retreat in April, maybe one in April, one in May. You want to try with short weekends. But, you know, you've got yoga retreats, meditation retreats. We want to have a sacred food therapy retreat, you could say. Do therapy with food. Use food as an instrument. Not just to eat and enjoy and throw in your gob and fill a, fill a hole. But actually connect 
with the food. Go shopping, cook together, eat together, experience the food together, talk about our relationship with food together, see how our relationship with food reflects the relationship that we have with ourselves and the world around us. How much of an impact we can have on our lives if we just bring presence to when we're eating. It's like meditating. You know, use the time that you eat to meditate with your food rather than find extra time to meditate. It's not always easy to find time if we're busy, busy, we're living busy lives. But you eat three times a day, at least two. Why don't you use them 10, 20, 30 minutes of each meal to meditate on your food, to not only experience your food and savor your food and wonder your food, right? And the flavors and the textures and pondering maybe where it came from, who made it, or, or the combination of flavors, the magician of the chef, yeah? Not only that, but that presence that we practice in that moment will have a ripple effect on our lives, similar to meditation. Using the food as a focus point, using the different senses as focus points as we eat. And I guess I want to finish with when we can enter that state of being in the present moment, right? Without sounding too spiritual, you're just appreciating. Like you're experiencing what's actually happening now and seeing the wonder in it. And there's, I think once you've felt and experienced that, experienced it, there's nothing else you can achieve. Because in every moment, you can find wonder. And we just want to bring that wonder through food, through the food experience. Because it's something that we all do. It's something that me and Corinne are very connected to and we have a lot of passion about. But you can use anything to bring awareness. You can, you can just, I mean, meditation uses the breath, right? Just focus on your breath. I remember doing a Vipassana retreat and after two or three days in, I was started, I was like, wow, the breath. I could feel the heat from the breath. And, 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 and the more silent you become and the more presence and awareness you bring to whatever you're doing, the more you feel it, the more intense the experience becomes. So then the simplest of things in life, the simplest experiences, the most subtle experiences that we would just take for granted and not even realize are happening in this space right now, they're intense. They're like, wow. And then you stop seeking because you've found the intensity of life, of, hu of the human experience that you're, that you're always looking for. <laughs> anyway, I'm going way over my time today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Meditate with your food, feel your food, taste your food, but really taste your food, experience your food, sacred food. Thank you. I'll talk to you again tomorrow, guys. Ciao for now.